Welcome to an inspiring message from Pastor John Cameron, lead pastor of Arise Church in New Zealand. We know this message will encourage, inspire, and empower you. Church, today I want to talk to you around the topic, intentional withdrawal. Intentional withdrawal. Having Father's Day during lockdown this year was actually really great for me. Normally on a Father's Day, I'll preach between two and four times that day. We'll have lunch together and my family are always super kind. But having a lockdown Father's Day for me was amazing. I woke up in the morning, my son came in, he bought me a drink in bed. Then Jillian, everybody joined me and they gave me cards and a few of my favorite snacks. The kids sat on the bed and we just talked and laughed together as a family. About an hour before church was due to start, we went downstairs and we made a hot breakfast, almond meal pancakes with bacon and banana. Life is good. By the time we'd finished cooking everything, the service pre-show had already started. So we sat around the television and we're just enjoying the banter. The service began. And from the moment the service began, it's like something didn't sound right. No offense to the praise and worship team, but it just didn't seem clear. It's like I couldn't really hear it, like something was clouding everything. We were enjoying it and singing and clapping, but it was like it was a struggle to really enter in. The praise song finished, a song of worship began, and as the worship began, I found myself looking at the TV, but in my head, I was searching for what was wrong. I was frustrated. I was triggered. About a minute into the worship song, a light went on in my head. I walked back to the kitchen, reached up under the breakfast bar and turned off the extractor fan. And the moment I turned the extractor fan off, it was like clarity and peace and the presence of God just came flooding into our worship. It's no fun living life with the extractor fan on. And the truth is, oftentimes we do. There's a lot of noise in our culture right now and angst beneath the surface. We aren't always aware of it, but most often we're just living with it. It's there, beneath the surface, hidden from view. In moments of silence, it becomes increasingly clear, but it's just like a constant buzzing, a background noise. It's the extractor fan left on after the meal is prepared. It's white noise hindering the stillness. It eats away at our creativity. It elevates our blood pressure and our pulse rates. It leads to compulsive behaviors that in turn just increase the problem. And most of the time, we don't even know it's there. We're used to it. We live with it. But it's affecting our sleep. It's impacting our relationships. It's sucking the joy out of our lives. It is anxiety, anxiety. The concern, the uncertainty, the unresolved questions, the what ifs, they all bring anxiety. Anxiety is the most rapidly growing psychological problem in our world today. The graphs measuring anxiety have been going up for years and have no end in sight. And it's not fun for anyone. Living with anxiety is awful. It's living with a gnawing tension. 
and it sucks. I get it, don't you? I mean, I'm working on this. It's a struggle that we all face. And I, but I think where it may come from partly is from the volume of the information that we're being confronted with every day. Have you ever seen those clips of where people in wartime and days gone by used to go to movie theaters to find out what was going on in the war? The only way they could see footage of what was happening in the world at that time was to go to a movie theater. They couldn't see it at home, couldn't see it at work, only at a physical building at a set appointed time. And this time too, people didn't call your home after nine o'clock at night. Yes, this is real. Newspapers came out only in the morning or in the evening. And the range of information was so limited. Mail arrived at a set time once a day, five days a week. Well, now we live in a totally different reality. We've got email, text, WhatsApp, Telegram, Discord, and these messages come at us all hours of the day and night, nearly always with attention-grabbing notifications, information. The moment an event happens anywhere in the world, it's uploaded to new sites within seconds, information. Problems, potential problems, hypothetical problems from all over the world are available for us to become aware of every moment of every day. More information. I get into bed sometimes, check my phone and discover that someone I know is facing a major personal crisis. More information. Social media, what a blessing, to which we've all run during this lockdown, opens us up to a whole array of stress-inducing views and internal comparisons. Too much information. It's a lot. It's a lot to take in. It's a lot to process. It's a lot of opinion. It's a lot over which we have no power. And when the amount that we're working through overtakes our ability to deal with it, we become anxious. Anxious is the overflow of too much information. I want to be really clear. Anxiety is not the result of weakness. Anxiety is understandable. The challenge is obvious. The struggle is real. So if anxiety is constantly rising and we need to own up to the fact and say that it is, then we've got to start asking questions around how we can fight the trend. Is there another way? Can we be free from the angst? Can we turn the proverbial extractor fan off? Can our hearts be still? Can we find our way to peace again? Well, friends, I got good news because when we open God's Word, we discover that the answer to that question is yes. When Isaiah announced the arrival of Jesus, he said that his name would be called Prince of Peace. Our Savior, our healer, our king and our best friend is called in Scripture the Prince of Peace. Peace is under Jesus' governmental rule. He presides over peace, which means that us as His subjects have peace available to us. So how do we access this peace? I got a fun fact for you this Sunday. The most highlighted book on Kindle devices and apps worldwide is the Bible. And of the most highlighted verses in the Bible on Kindle devices, 
Number one is Philippians chapter four, verses six and seven, which speak directly to this challenge we all face. Don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Amazing. The most highlighted verses in the Bible. The verses begin by saying, don't be anxious. That immediately gets my attention because what we're about to read is going to give us a pathway toward dealing with the anxiety we feel. He goes on and he says, but in every situation, again, elevating my expectation because what we're about to read isn't just for one or two situations, but for every situation we're going to face. Then he goes on and he gives us two main ingredients and an essential spice. He says, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. By prayer and petition. Prayer and petition. I don't know about you, but I've read that many times and thought to myself, it's a bit repetitive, isn't it? Prayer and petition. I mean, isn't he just saying prayer and prayer? I began to study these two words and discovered that the word petition is specifically talking about using words to communicate what we want, what we need, or what's going on. In this case, it's saying tell God about everything that is going on in your life. In every situation of your life, tell God what's going on. Let God in. Engage with God around what's troubling you. Make note, friend, the worst situation in your life is the one you're keeping God from. In every situation, bring all your life to God. That's petition. But he also talks about this word prayer. Now the word prayer for an original reader of the book of Philippians had a double meaning. This word used in scripture prayer can mean talking to God, but other times in the Bible, it's describing a place, a synagogue or a church building, often a place where they would go that was outside the city. Have you ever read in Scripture in the book of Acts around how they would have prayer meetings beside streams or rivers? That was synonymous, to go to a river or a stream, to stand there and to commune with God. That's what this word prayer means, like in Acts chapter 16 and verse 13. For the original readers of, the, of this letter, they understood what Paul was meaning, that prayer is about how I space myself. And petition is about what I say. The Bible is encouraging us to have an anxiety reflex, intentional withdrawal, and a conversation with God. When everything is overwhelming, when the stimuli are too many and too confusing, push back from it all. Get away from the noise, from the voices, from the information, from the clutter, and talk it out with God. Our anxiety often stems from the huge amount of stuff we're trying to deal with that may be too much for us, especially when we're trying to deal with it on our own. So the Bible says, intentionally disconnect. Disconnect to connect. Intentional withdrawal and a conversation with God. Take time in your every day. And even more, the greater the anxiety you feel, 
to push back from the noise and to connect with God. And then into this passage comes an amazing promise. And the peace of God, which transcends our natural understanding. In other words, before I could even get my mind around it, the peace of God is gonna guard my heart, guard all those emotions, and it's gonna guard my mind, all those crazy thoughts in Christ Jesus. When we take time and space to presence God in every situation, the Prince of Peace will occupy that time and space. He's gonna guard our hearts, He's gonna guard our minds, and God is gonna help us with the anxiety that we feel. There is just so much noise in our world right now. So many notifications, so many voices, so much that demands our attention, so much fear, so much anger, so much rage, such big problems, so much that fills us with anxiety. But God in His love shows us the way to peace again. The Bible says, whenever you get like that, use prayer, intentional withdrawal. Change your environment. Get away from the house. Be intentional about creating space where silence is found. Disconnect to connect. They would go to a river. I've been walking beside the beach during lockdown. So blessed that there is one near my house. Or I walk in the valley behind my house, having left my phone purposefully at home. Intentional withdrawal. Lockdown or not, I always try to get up early in the morning before the rest of my household. I leave my phone on flight mode as I'm starting my day. I find that space of intentional withdrawal and I have a good conversation with God. Most often, I write my prayers in a real paper book. I love this because often as I'm writing the prayers in a an environment of intentional withdrawal, God's answers to my anxiety can be recorded in real time. Answers, thoughts, promises, scriptures seem to come to me from Him that I carry with me throughout the day. Intentional withdrawal and a conversation with God. If there's something gnawing away on the inside of you, if anxiety is rising, if the noise is overwhelming, Use prayer and petition, intentional withdrawal, and then talk it out with God. Let's get specific. What do we mean by intentional withdrawal? Is the cure for our anxieties going off the grid and living there for the rest of our lives, getting an analog phone, buying a generator and a house in the country? Is it wearing Crocs all year round, whether they've done a collab with a designer or not? The answer is no. The Bible is encouraging us to take a moment in the hectic frenzy of our culture to push back from everything that's going on and to talk to God. Get alone. Get where you have breath. Put your phone on flight mode. Intentionally disconnect. Disconnect to connect. Intentional withdrawal and a conversation with God. 10 minutes is good. Longer might be even better. But this is a practice that every Christian should have. Take some time for intentional withdrawal and a conversation with God. Everybody needs this habit. 
intentional withdrawal. Like a vitamin bottle with situational instructions, this is also something that you can do even more if your anxiety levels get higher. There is no limit to this healthy supplement. You can go crazy. You can intentionally withdraw and have a good conversation with God three times a day, five times a day. It's okay to take 10 minutes, an hour, if your soul needs it. When Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty eight, come to me all who are weak and burdened and I will give you rest. He didn't say we needed to do that with any restraint. He never gave a limit. He never tires. He never gets weary. No matter what's going on in our lives, we can come to him constantly. In case of anxiety, use intentional withdrawal and a conversation with God. Intentional withdrawal. Parents, I'm sure you can all relate to that moment when you're in a pool teaching your child to jump into the pool. I remember that moment, standing in that pool, one of my kids on the side. As a parent, you move about a meter from the edge, you lift up your hands towards the child and you say, okay, jump. It's a classic parenting moment, like teaching them to ride a bike. What kids often do in that moment is they start getting fixated on what's going on around them. Their eyes leave their parent. They look at the water. They look at the other people in the pool making noises. They look at the edge of the pool where they're standing and they start to get anxious. So as their dad, standing there in the pool, I would say, look at me, look at me. It's okay, I got you, you're all right. You're safe, just jump. As we mature in life, the situations we face get far more complex than this. But the challenge remains exactly the same. What's getting our focus? When our eyes are darting all around at the things that we're being hit with every day, it fuels our anxiety until we're like a tightly strung wire. So God says, intentionally disconnect, disconnect to connect. Look at me, I've got you, it's okay. You're safe, just jump. Normally when I'm preaching, I like to open my messages with my key scripture, but today I wanna close with it. A, a passage of scripture that has been constant in my life over the last few years. I found myself a few years ago studying how Jesus invested His time and I discovered two verses that have echoed in my mind constantly since then. Jesus, when He started His public years of ministry, was a total unknown. Most of His conversations were one-on-one -on -one or with small groups, but His miracles happened and blew everything up. Very quickly, those He touched spread the word and Jesus found Himself searched for constantly. Huge crowds came to hear Him preach. There was weight and expectation placed upon His shoulders. In crowds were both friends and foes, people there to receive from Him and people who wanted to destroy Him. Each person, a unique situation, huge complexity, a lot of information. His ministry, both an honor and a burden. So how did Jesus navigate the pressure and stay free from anxiety? Let me leave you today with two verses that have been anthems for me in my life over the last few years. Luke 5, 15 to 16. 
But despite Jesus' instructions, the report of His power spread even further and vast crowds came to hear Him preach and to be healed of their diseases. But Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. The greater the pressure, the more frequent His withdrawal. Intentional withdrawal. The more things heated up around Jesus, the more Jesus focused on keeping things cool within Him. The greater the noise, the greater His intentional silence. The greater the pressure, the more intentional the withdrawal. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just wanna pray over so many people right now who just have that noise, that angst, that gnawing, eating away in the very heart of who they are, that anxiety. And God, I pray that right now, in the name of Jesus, let this be more than just a speech. God, would you impart your spirit to each and every person? Help us, help us to navigate, help us to be intentional. I declare over people the peace of God that transcends natural understanding. Let it guard hearts right now, Jesus. Let it guard minds right now, Jesus. Keep people safe. Keep people in your love. Keep people in your presence. I pray you'd enrich their relationships, bring joy back to their lives. I pray you would fuel their health again as we learn to come to you with all of the burdens of our lives. I pray this over every person today. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hey, listen, if you're joining with us for this service today and right now you do not have your own relationship with God, we're so glad to have you here with us. And I'd like to invite you right now to pray a prayer together with us. The Bible is so clear that Jesus is our Prince of Peace. And no matter what is going on in our lives or how far we might feel from Him, anybody who chooses can come close to God, find Him present, caring, available, that God will forgive our sin, he will welcome us into the joy of relationship with Him. Heaven can be our home. God can flood His presence into our hearts. I want you to know that you're loved, called, chosen, special, that God has destined you and has His hand upon your life. You're meant to have a relationship with God. No matter who you are, if you're saying today, John, I'm not right with Jesus right now. I don't have my own relationship with God. Maybe you've been around church, but Jesus is not at the center of your life. Or perhaps you were once part of a church, but you know right now that you've let your life drift away from your relationship with God. I wanna invite you to pray a prayer together with me. The words of this prayer are gonna come up on your screen. I'm gonna close my eyes and say the prayer, but you can keep your eyes open and out loud, wherever you are in the world, pray this prayer together with us. And if you'll reach out to God with an open heart and an open mouth, Today could be the day where you discover your own relationship with Jesus. Let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you. I need you in my life. I'm lost without you. I ask you, Jesus, come into my life. Be my Lord, be my Savior. Forgive me of my sin. I thank you, Jesus, that when you died on the cross, you died for me so I can be forgiven. Today I receive your love, your healing, your forgiveness 
in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you would like to find out more about Arise Church and Pastor John Cameron, visit arisechurch.com or connect with us on Instagram at arisechurch and at johncameronnz.